Life's complicated and overwhelming enough, especially for those in mission-driven work. Let's make your journey to health as simple and sustainable as possible. I'm Lisa Baker, and I want to welcome you to the Simply Health Coaching Podcast, where it's the food, and it's more than the food. On this podcast, we'll talk about the food you put in your mouth and everything else that nourishes you or doesn't. My vision is a world in which you can be well while doing good. And my mission is to give you the simple tools and practices to get there. Let's get started. A quick invitation before we get started. I'm really excited to announce a new collaboration between holistic gynecologist Dr. Suman Tavari, health coach Jenny Sprague, and myself. Starting this month, you can join us every other week for a Zoom conversation about the foundations of wellness for women. The first conversation is a Q&A we're calling Ask Us Anything, and it's happening this Friday, August 21st, 2020 at 12 noon Eastern time. You can find the details for that in the show notes. We've spent the past few months digging into our secondary foods, talking about whole, close-to-nature ingredients cooked at home, eaten in moderate portions with intention and gratitude. Secondary foods are really about foods that we put in our mouths. And then we moved on to talk about the next level of secondary foods, which I call soul foods, those that are seasonal, organic, local, and ethical. You can check out episodes 11 through 29 for all that yumminess. It's all about secondary food during those episodes. I did take two small detours to interview uh, a couple colleagues of mine, but otherwise it's all about secondary food. And this week, we're going to start digging into our primary foods. So as I mentioned in episode 10, integrative nutrition health coaching the style of health coaching that I practice is based on a few really simple principles. One that has come up a few times over the past few episodes is that of bio-individuality. And that is the concept that we're all unicorns. Each individual has unique needs that have to be met in order for us to be optimally healthy. And one person's food can be another person's poison. One person's kale is another person's kryptonite. Um, The best story I know about bioindividuality is really one from my own family. Um, My brother and I are 18 months apart. I have an older brother and uh, we share a gene pool. We have the same parents and we grew up in the same household with the same nurture. And uh, we are both very healthy right now in our 50s. And once we left home, we took very different paths. Uh, my brother became a vegan and a an endurance athlete. He runs those crazy up the mountain races and does extremely well in his age group. And um, he is, like I said, he's a vegan and he chooses to do this really intense training. Um, I was never particularly athletic <laughs> and uh, later in life, started doing yoga and walking on a regular basis. And I am an omnivore. I eat just about anything. Um, But I do try to focus on plants most of the time. Interestingly enough, in our 50s, both of us were told by our physicians that 
on paper, we're actually much younger than what our birth date says. So that's just an interesting example of how bioindividual people really are. My brother and I came from the same parents, grew up in the same house, ate the same food, and yet later on diverged greatly in our paths, but both of us have found a path to wellness for ourselves. So that's one concept of integrative nutrition, which is bioindividuality. The second one is that of primary and secondary foods. And we've talked a, a bit about this, but it's the concept that what we put in our mouths is actually secondary to everything else in our lives that nourishes us or doesn't, or maybe even toxifies us. And our primary foods include things like our career, relationships, physical activity, spiritual practice, sleep, time in nature, finances, physical environment, education. <laughs> the list is really endless. Um, and the idea is that if you're not feeling nourished in a primary food area of your life, this imbalance can actually leak into our relationship with our secondary foods. And what I mean by that is if you track your relationship with the food that you put in your mouth, particularly if you're prone to emotional eating, you will discover that very often it's really not about the food to begin with. It's about something else that's going on in your life that is making you use food to, to fill an empty hole or to suppress an emotion uh, we're using food because food is everywhere. It's all around us. It's relatively easy to access for most of us. And it's much easier to fill your mouth with Oreos than it is to deal with a relationship that's gone bad or a job we don't like. So I wanted to tell you a little story about uh, when when it really was driven home to me that, you know, that our primary food areas really do affect our secondary food. And that is that I used to work at a nonprofit organization and we had this, we had this area of the office called the trough where everybody would put all kinds of delicious stuff that we probably should not be eating. Uh, and I have very little willpower. So when somebody would put a bag of potato chips there, I would be happy to help them finish that bag of chips or that chocolate bar or whatever else would show up in there. So when I became a contractor and then a part-time contractor and then a contractor who worked from home almost all the time, I thought, well, this will be great. I'll be far away from the trough. I'm not going to be tempted. I won't be snacking all day long. I'm going to lose all this weight. It'll be great. And I was still working part-time as a contractor for this nonprofit. And I was also working part-time and then full-time as a health coach. And the most interesting thing that happened <laughs> was the days that I focused on my coaching practice, I would go hours, three, four, five hours in a row without even picking my head up uh, and just so engrossed in what I was doing. And when I would work on my contract work, I would find myself getting up literally every 15 minutes, half an hour. Oh, I, I should have a cup of tea. Oh, I think I'll make a cup of coffee. Oh, I want a snack. And, you know, the refrigerator and the pantry aren't that far away when you work from home. So it really was more a matter of was my work really fulfilling me rather than 
was I really hungry for a snack? Or did I really not have any willpower? So that's just an example of thinking about an, a primary food imbalance that really leaked into my relationship with secondary food, snacks in particular. So the point is, if you want to be optimally healthy, it's like my business tagline says, it's the food and it's more than the food. I normally work with clients for 12 sessions and most of them come to me saying that they need to quote, fix their diet. If I could just change what I eat, if I could just figure out how to eat properly, etc. And interestingly enough, out of 12 sessions, usually only two are about secondary food, the food that they're putting in their mouths. After that, anything goes. We're talking about their relationships, their careers, their finances, the state of their home, etc, etc, etc. So most coaches will start you off with an exercise that is sort of an audit of your life as it is right now. And I find it interesting that in most cases, the exercise looks something like a circle. So if you were to work with an IIN, an integrative nutrition health coach, you would probably be given an exercise called the circle of life. And I want you to picture a wheel, like an old wagon wheel with spokes on it, or a bicycle wheel. So this is the, what the exercise looks like. And every one of those spokes has a, a primary food area related to it. So one spoke is education, one spoke is physical environment, one spoke is nutrition, one spoke is sleep, etc. And you're asked to rate your feelings about that particular area by putting a dot on the spoke. So if you're really happy with the that area of your life, you put a dot all the way out by the rim of the wheel. And if you're not too happy with it, you move the spoke the the dot in the into the center on that spoke. At the very end, you connect the dots in order and you take a look at it. And the, the idea is that when you work with a health coach, what we're gonna help you do is gradually make your primary food areas look like a circle and then very gradually blow that circle out until you have this wheel where all of your primary food areas are really fulfilling. So all your you do the exercise again and all your dots ought to be closer to the rim of the wheel. Um, and I sort of dislike that exercise because I find that most people that I work with tend to be somewhat type A personalities, really, really high achieving people. And when you give somebody like that an exercise and say, okay, we're going to make your life look like a perfect circle, they don't need any more, any more incentive to be a perfectionist. Really what we're working on is getting away from that. So I created an exercise that, that I use to audit my coaching clients' lives. And we do it a few times throughout our time together. And I call it kale and kryptonite. And I'm going to put a link in the show notes to this exercise. And I really encourage you to take a look, try it out. And <laughs> the reason I don't like the circle is that very often when I look at when I look at a client's first circle of life exercise, we're sort of laughing about it and saying, whoa, that doesn't look like a circle. It looks like an amoeba. Um, and really what happens very often is that 
Say you have a really fulfilling career, but your family life is suffering. Well, if you start working on your family life, then your career may very well, I won't say it's going to suffer, but it may not be quite as high uh, outside the circle as it used to be. So I always say, you know, it's never going to be a circle. It's going to be an amoeba. And the kale and kryptonite exercise really gets us away from that idea that something is perfection. Something is a perfect circle. And I like to say that when we look at our, our rankings in the kale and kryptonite exercise, it's more like, you know, one of those old stereo components where you had all these, these levers that you could move up or down and, you know, you're sort of dialing something up or dialing something down. And, um, it really is more looking at what areas could use a little improvement, could use a little tweak and focusing on that area without being too concerned about the other areas all at the same time. So there's a saying that attention flows where intention goes. And so what I like to do is to start people off with this kale and kryptonite exercise. So I'd like you to try it. There's a link to it in the show notes and then come back next week and we'll take a look at where you might want to make a few changes. And we'll talk about how to do that in our primary foods. In the meantime, if you want to talk more about primary foods and you want some support in up-leveling yours, schedule a free Your Story session and let's talk about that. The link to that is also in the show notes. And don't forget to join me and my colleagues for Ask Us Anything this Friday, August 21st at 12 noon Eastern Time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Let me know your thoughts about the episode and share your biggest takeaways and aha moments. You can send me a voice message directly through Anchor, as well as some of the other listening platforms. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast in your listening app so you never miss an episode. Love the podcast? You can support it with a donation directly from the podcast homepage in most listening apps. And if you'd like to know more about my work, visit my website at simplyhealthcoaching.com.